0: Hey, everybody. This is Eric. And I'm Daryl. Welcome to the Auto Podcast that didn't find the cats on the last show, but we might find a 1977 Panther on this one.
1: On uh, this episode of Throwing Wrenches. The year was 1977. Elon has a Chat GPT alternative. That'll be fun. <laughs> and the Caprice
0: outsells the F 150. What? We'll explain. All that and more on
1: Throwing Wrenches. Let's go, girl. <laughs> no, <thank you. laughs> can't get enough shania twain i thought that was you that stuck that in no no i think that was you but i don't you know i'm glad we did but uh, maybe we need to move the genre, like, every so often.
0: All right. Maybe, maybe I can slide something else in. Maybe but
1: put, like, some classic rocks. Every and...
0: time I hear that voice, <laughs> <laughs> just it's something about I just I see those legs in the videos. I don't know. It's, like, it's like a siren song. It is. It absolutely draws me in. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, to join the fun of the show, as we say every time, send us an email at info at thrownwrenches.com or post a review on iTunes to be heard all around the world like you would right now. But you won't because you didn't do a review. You said, (laughs) you know what? Those guys haven't done a show in like 20 days, so I'm not going to do a review. Sorry. No. We'll we'll get better about it. Our schedules haven't jived. Yeah, they haven't, and they're only going to get worse here for the next couple weeks, but that's okay. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you know my co-host, Daryl Scott. Oh no, But I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. You better get as much as you can of him right now, because he's leaving for a bit. This jet setter is crossing the pond to see the hot landmarks of Liverpool. Mm. No, not the second album recording location for Frankie goes to Hollywood's album, Liverpool. No, he's not gonna see any cool Beatles locations either. No, he's gonna be in the crowd singing songs with the fair Sarah at this year's competition of Eurovision. That's right. Oh, that's right. He's Daryl Scott.
1: Oh, why well, why well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. I not oh, There's no that's... car related
0: stuff in that. So if anybody thinks you're a car podcaster they're not going to get that in that
1: description probably not i I, w- I wouldn't ask for a media credentials in that uh in that setting but you know i'll i'll send you a postcard
0: are you a friend a fan of frankie goes to hollywood
1: i am i actually am i remember the, did you have liverpool no i didn't have liverpool <laughs> uh, i didn't have any of their stuff on vinyl but i remember as a kid watching the basically just torment all the interviewers on mtv <laughs> like Kurt Loder and stuff. It was bad. It was bad. Good stuff, though. Good music. Yep. For those of you who don't know my co-host, well, you've heard the phrase, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Well, the same could be said for when in Kennett, Missouri. <laughs> and what do they do in Kennett, Missouri? Well, you might ask, well, as my co-host learned, they buy barbecue chicken and all the fixings from the pinnacle of gastronomy in Kennett. That's the local Exxon gas station. That's right. He's all topped off and ready for the road and He's also loaded up with tums. God forbid. He's Eric Stahl.
0: Man, you you couldn't handle a gas station uh, regimen like me, could you?
1: No, that's just <laughs> when I saw you uh, post on Facebook. That was your meal. Yeah, I was so confused. It was like three pictures of a gas station. There was like a Baskin Robbins in there too. Oh, no, there's no
0: Baskin Robbins. And what well, I didn't what's... show is like the sheet of plywood like covering the window, and the gal who's. Uh, checking people out. She yeah. would sit in her car between customers and like sit on her phone and smoke a cigarette. It was that, great. That tracks. That tracks. Can't fair. smoke in the place but you can smoke in your car right outside the door. My right?
1: goodness. Yeah. How was that chicken? How was the barbecue It in was that delicious. Gas oh my God. Yeah. The
0: skin was... Oh. <laughs> I'm it telling was... you what, man. Normally... You should
1: see the look on his face uh, right now. I'm ta-
0: I, I, I said in my description it stared into my soul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it did. It was the best stuff in the world. You know... We, I thought they just sold, like, boiled peanuts in a crock pot down south. Like, I just
0: feel like central Illinois is lacking. Th- this is an yeah. element. Texas has this. Uh, and this Missouri gas station, you know, I, you could go to Eric. You know, Look look me up on Facebook. You read the story. But basically, yeah. I was coming back, got lost, and I, I stopped at the first gas station. The pumps didn't work. I was like, I'm out of here. Screw this place. But I'm like, you know what? It's a kinder, gentler, Eric. I'm going to go inside, and I'm actually going to prepay on the pump or you know, whatever's wrong. I go inside, there's like a deli counter they stole from a you know, county market that went out of business 20 years ago. But they got that thing covered <laughs> up with all kinds of smoked meat, mashed potatoes, and okra. They got hot
1: lamps and stuff.
0: And there's like a line. And this is my key right here. This is how you know you found the right place. There's a line of construction workers in line getting styrofoam containers full of food. Huh. Road crew guys. Yeah. And they're all there. Okay. And I'm like, all right, these guys know where to eat. That's a good I guarantee sign. you every day they go out someplace. They might even go back there every day for all I know, but they were getting all loaded up. And so I looked at the food. And I'm like, okay, this is great. This, uh, the aromas were just blowing my mind. But the the guy goes, you want anything? And I'm like, no, I'm just here to prepay for some gas. So I got $25 for the Prius. Walked back out to the car, <laughs> pumped the 25 bucks. just stared at that door the whole time like... <laughs> I'm going back in. I got I mean, I'm here. I'm in Kennett, Missouri. Am I coming back anytime soon? No. But that chicken leg quarter sitting right front and center. See what'd you get? You got you got a I got a quarter thigh? I got a corner and a kebab. Quarter quarter and a kebab. Okay. So it's a, a thigh and a leg attached. Smoked. Any veggies in there? No, no. Okay. I just I just and five bucks. The kebab was just like a, a piece of breast wrapped in bacon that'd been smoked. Like easiest thing in the world. I'm like, why don't I do this at home? A little pepper or something in
1: there. Yeah. For five bucks, oh, man. Did you get like was they had like fried okra or mac no, cheese? No, because I was uh, I
0: just went finger food for the car, you know. Okay, and All normally right. and um I anyway. Can't <laughs> go there back there stuff? tomorrow. I would. I would. I, I'm I'm actually salivating right now. I'm to the point where I need to get a rag and like wipe my face. So that leads me into my next. <laughs> <laughs> my next um um oh, oh, never mind uh forts toyota pekin you know what they probably don't appreciate this sponsorship uh mention right now but that's fine that's yeah fine. forts toyota actually got a crown in this last week the toyota crowns a new luxury uh car of the toyota fleet beautiful car black on black nice toyota crown is made in japan uh really the crown has been synonymous with luxury with toyota for years overseas but it was brought back to Japan in 1973. They haven't brought a crown into the United States since then. So uh, come out and take a look at it. There's more crowns coming. I think there's, uh, l- man, I tell you what, that GR Corolla, that's got to be coming here anytime soon. More Venzas are coming. Lots of great models. I I had a thought the other day. I think we're on the precipice now of the change. Mm. You know, it was a change like in the 90s where we kind of, Calty design team changed the look of Toyotas. Sure. You know, the Celicas and the Camrys and, and the Supras. It was like a rounded design. I feel like right now, with the trucks and the cars and and the stuff coming from Japan, we're in that design inflection point again. Beautiful cars coming. So contact Fort's Toyota at www.toyota-peacon.com, or you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, the tick of the talk at (laughs) at Fort's Toyota. They're there.
1: They're omni-channel.
0: Yeah, check them out. They're 15 minutes from anywhere. They're North Peacon, Illinois. Check them out.
1: Yeah, I also like to say a quick uh, thank you to our other sponsors, our Patreon supporters. Your support helps keep the show going, keeps us motivated, which is definitely important. And uh, we also Do you wanna... lack motivation sometimes. Okay, sometimes mostly Saturdays and Sundays. No. I have a lot of uh, motivation deficits, <laughs> okay. but usually by noon I'm sufficiently caffeinated. This is safe space for you, Daryl. You,
0: you can, I mean, if if you're being oppressed, just just wink at me. Okay,
1: I'll blink twice. Yeah, yeah, no, we're good. Don't wink. That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, anyways, iTunes Premium is also an option for folks who don't want to do the whole Patreon shebang. Yeah, thanks. A couple of those uh,
0: iTunes Premium accounts. Thank you very much.
1: Yep, definitely, definitely. All right, so that kind of takes us through the business portion of our program here. It's been a while, and uh, we've, we've kind of come full circle. We had a segment for the longest time uh, that we, you know, long listeners will know. But it's an acronym, and it's an acronym that stands for a little something-something. Eric, I'll let you introduce it. It's called Twism.
0: This week in social media, of course, if you're familiar with Twib this week in baseball, you'll know what Twism is. Anyway, there there actually is some social media news here in Central Illinois, and it comes from Central Illinois Cars and Coffee. I don't know if anybody caught this the other day, but there was a post that came out from the official Central Illinois Cars and Coffee page. It was Hey, everyone, just wanted to announce that the location is changing of the Levy District in East Peoria. It's now Riverfront Park behind the East Peoria Walmart. There'll be great parking. The map will be posted soon, the location, the parking. Uh, of the location and parking. Thank you for all the support and the sponsors. And a big thank you to the East Peoria Chamber of Commerce and the East Peoria City Government. And Preston Lutton, I think, is the one who runs that. And where we get into the this week in social media aspect is this is all fine and dandy. Daryl and I talked a lot about this on the pre show and maybe we'll, we'll, and we'll bridge off this a little bit. But a counter group popped up. It's in the groups on Facebook. And it's called Central Illinois or Peoria Cars and Coffee or Central Illinois Cars and Coffee, it's very similar. It's very eerily similar. Eerily similar. Yeah. Yeah. And some other guys popped on there, stay tuned, let's bring back real cars and coffee to Central Illinois. Oof. And so now this group has like 200 members, and they're trying to work against the Central Illinois Cars and Coffee page. It's the official Cars and Coffee page with... Thousands of members,
1: and this event has been going on in various shapes and forms for what almost ten years. Does that sound right, or is it six years, seven? When I moved here in '06, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I, I think the, it took me until how long have we been doing this show? Twenty eighteen. Okay, I think so. Twenty years. Yeah, no, 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 no. Been <laughs> <laughs> doing like. the
0: show for about five. Yeah, I would say seven or eight years, probably. And I and I wasn't really. I was probably tone deaf to it when it first started.
1: Me too. It was down originally in Methodist, uh, the Methodist Atrium building, the big park down there, parking lot down there. And then it moved to what? Northwoods Mall, Junction City. I think it was probably there was Did another Did it bounce to
0: Junction City, then to Northwoods Wall, and then back to Junction City?
1: Something like that. And yeah. then eventually settling in what we call the Levee District over in East Peoria, which is a giant shopping area. city of East Peoria was so nice to be able to block that whole street off those Saturday mornings, make it safe. You could park on both sides of the street. Exceptional space. I mean, versus yeah. everything else we'd ever dealt with before that. The city was behind it. Yeah. And that really helped with traffic control, crowd control, and just facilities for folks, especially if you, it's a family-friendly event, so you needed a place where, like you take the kids, they got restrooms, they got yeah. all that fun stuff. It was a great location and still is, and, and we went to it for, for many, many years, of course, Things change. Um, the city's redoing a uh, big strip of that land that used to be used as grassy parking it's area. Going to be the new city hall, I guess, right? Yeah, well, it's a city hall there, but then there's, they're putting a park and uh, some some playground act, uh, equipment, things like that. All things that normal city development is, it's very good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And as a result, they're like, hey, this whole Cars and Coffee thing, you guys probably need to move somewhere else. Which,
0: I mean, to be honest, they did roll out the red carpet uh, mm-hmm. after, I mean... Atrium was great. I think the atrium was one of the best places we ever had. But let's be honest, it was a private business. People weren't respecting the space, and no. I and I think that what there was a couple of accidents. It was garbage everywhere, littering. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they tried to put garbage cans up, but people still didn't respect it. So we got kicked out of there, and then they had to move up to Peoria Heights, which great space,
1: but it's too small. Yeah, it was very small. And I
0: think the mall wasn't half it. But that lot, first off, that that what's that south side? Or the, yeah, it was the south side lot garbage falling apart is like gravel on one side of it yeah got a couple food trucks but it wasn't that great up there no and so east peoria seemed like the best place in the world it's been there what about four years now yeah yeah and i think they've done a great job of let literally letting people do nonsensical things in the grass areas Mm -hmm. and drive around like idiots around the roundabout i've seen so much stupid behavior and then target and uh yeah, all the
1: other retailers.
0: The retailers allowed a million cars to sit in their parking lot there, and nobody ever complained. So, yeah,
1: yeah, it was it was a great space. Of course, that's changed. Things are moving, and they they decided the new venue is going to be actually right along the riverfront, the, the muddy banks of the Illinois River, <laughs> uh, uh, right where the city also has like fireworks on the Fourth of July. It's kind of a, I guess you'd call it like a public park, right? Kind mm-hmm. of green space. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lots of uh, routes in and out. But if you go to social media, there was a lot of pushback on the new location. Anytime there's any change, you're going to get some vocal... Yeah. Local folks this went on and on and on of everybody talking about things from goose poop to grass and yeah you're I'm right not... i forgot about the goose, yeah. goose poop people <laughs> like, like
0: i walk down there all the time goose poop all over the place yeah
1: it's not a good place and that's not what I, why are we doing that can't we go to the uh, place we were at before almost as if they weren't paying any attention to the rationale for right. the change Yeah. well
0: the criticism is easy to dish out you know if you're not involved with the organization <laughs> of it and I, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a fan of moving it. I, I would sure. love to. I would love to keep it where it's at. Sure. There's no doubt. But East Peoria's made it pretty clear. Hey, you're not going to park in the grass there anymore. We're doing too much stuff there, so let's just move you out of there. And I think there was some pushback from some of the retailers too. Like I remember Xfinity and stuff like that. Like everybody's hanging out at our parking spots until noon. We open at 10 a.m.
1: Yeah, we got two hours where nobody can access yeah, us. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. um it was inevitable, I think, in some ways. I Maybe if there was – first off, I think press – I think anybody who volunteers for these things, they can – it's hard to criticize. Absolutely. U- unless you step up and you put yourself in those shoes. I mean, I've served on so many volunteer organizations. You've done the same thing. Uh, you know, we put our heart on our sleeves to do a lot of these events because it's a passion project. Yeah. And then for people to step in behind you and criticize you – for the effort you put in. And yet they have no skin in the game. None. It just drives you nuts. Yeah. So it'd be nice if these other people put their money where their mouth is and maybe find another place or maybe talk to this ABS PR and say, hey, let's. But no, that's not how it goes. Now they're trying to say, you know, Logan's Steakhouse, and we could go over there. Or, or is it Logan's? Yeah. The Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or uh, a couple other places. Or oh, the Peak and Mall.
0: We go down to and Mall, man. That's where I, you know, I don't know if anybody's aware of this or not. Forts Toyota is a sponsor of Cars and Coffee. Yeah. We spend money to be sponsored to that event because guess what? It's insured. It's an event that I don't have to worry about if there's an accident or something like that that it's going to come back on Forts Toyota. It's run well. Yeah. So, and if your event you're just going to put together at Pecan Mall is going to have an insurance policy and you're actually going to have some riders, you know, maybe it might be something we look into, but frankly, a couple of guys getting together, you know, Hanging out and <laughs> doing donuts at the peak in Walmart, which has happened in the past, slamming into the lights out there. Yeah, with no insurance policy. Yeah, no thanks.
1: No, I, I fear there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. If it's something that genuinely everybody is like, "Hey, this isn't working," I think that that'll be reflected in the attendance, right? Yeah. You know, if it's Maybe. something that genuinely like, "Hey, we don't want to go here." Um, okay, cool. I mean, there's a, there's there's ways to to go about that, but just to just to just outright slam people and use social media to drag the people who are spending time, money, and effort uh, to put on a good time in a family friendly event. It's so easy, it's so easy for people to do that yeah. these days. What's you... that line from the the West Wing? Or no, what's that movie with uh... West Wing? I can't quote West Wing like
0: you, Daryl. No, I, I can't either. But. Uh... <laughs>
1: No, it's the American president. It's another Aaron Sorkin okay. thing. Where it's like, is the view good for like the cheap Kevin seats, Klein. AJ, or whatever? But it is true. Like, if, you, if you're if you just showing up every mm-hmm. so often, you're a casual participant, mm-hmm. like, don't take shots. Come, come at them with solutions. Yeah. You know? If you've got the better idea or a better venue or you know somebody at City Hall or another venue that would be like, hey, welcome. We would welcome this event in our space. Yeah. Let's hear it. Otherwise, you know, let's go Saturday morning. Get a cup of coffee, walk around and enjoy the cars. Like that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and frankly, I mean
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate
0: here. I mean yeah. I, I, of course, where I work as a sponsor of the event. I mean, what if it turned into an event of three or four hundred cars in a different space? Mm-hmm. I mean, am I gonna be disappointed that I don't have like a whole another grass field somewhere else of guys who showed up at nine AM, you know? Yeah. So it is what it is. I think there's a bit of an ebb and flow. I think there's a a bit of a um A movement. There's always been a movement in this event. This event, we've watched it hop around. For you and I, doing the show over five years, we've watched it move to four different places.
1: Right, right. And things change. Things over time evolve and change. But we, you know, you also have heard us talk about other communities that have had a decent Cars and Coffee that shrank and shrank and eventually folded because people started. kind of pulling some of this i don't like this venue i don't like this i don't like the coffee at the food truck yeah okay and dude. then what's going to happen is be like
0: remember the good old days wouldn't you bring back <laughs> well <laughs> right. what was the slogan of the first i mean cars and coffees make the car scene great again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny. Uh, to, to play off uh, you know a former presidential candidate or the current one i don't know anyway. yeah
1: but it does though I, I think everybody needs to at least get involved, participate. Uh, and at the, at the very least, if you've got a better idea or you want to set something up, we need more events like these, not less. Yeah. So if you have something that's like, hey, maybe every other Sunday, this is a once a month thing. That means there's other opportunities throughout the months. So the the meet at the strip something.
0: or whatever yeah, that's going in, on after Cars and Coffee, I think that sounds great.
1: You know, I, I I'd like to make it up there to that. Yeah. Now
0: that I know you won't be in town, I don't know if I want to go. But, I know, yeah.
1: not this think, one, but thanks. I'll maybe, be in another one anyway, perhaps. <laughs> anyway, perhaps, so that's perhaps, perhaps that was this week in social media, otherwise known as
0: Twizzle.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> Put it in post.
0: Anyway, all right. Uh, oh, it says here thanks for viewing, but I guess we should skip past it. Nobody re- laid a review down, Daryl. Did I mention that? Wah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You might have said okay.
1: that once or twice or twelve times.
0: All right. So the next section of the show is where Daryl and I talk about the cars that are in our garage or any projects we got going on. Uh, we call that projects for anybody who's not keeping track. Apropos. <laughs> apropos. All right. There you go. It's been a couple weeks since Daryl and I talked about the projects going on. I had bought some fuel strap. We talked about this when the Regan show. I, I was right around one fuel tank strap on my 1997 Tacoma and then uh, had a nice ratchet strap holding the rest of it together. Classy. Works. Works. Held it together. Mint. But, but um, I, I went to work and I had uh, my parts guys look it up. Toyota does not make factory straps for that anymore. So... Got on the old eBay and uh, ordered some for, I put in my 1997 4x4, you know, whatever. And guess what? They're the wrong effing straps. Are you serious? No, they're wrong. They're for a 2.4 liter, not a 2.7 liter. But it said it fit my truck, but they don't. So Uh. so I spent 40 bucks on some straps that don't fit. In the meantime now, because we disconnected the front strap, I now have two ratchet straps holding the tank on the, on
1: the truck. <laughs> Did it disintegrate when they took it off? Oh, yeah, just it just, just
0: vaporized powder. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a bummer. Yeah, so Napa can get some by Wednesday, which it, I guess they should have been here today. Oh no, tomorrow they'll be here tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, so hopefully, I have some tank straps on because I need a truck. I have no truck. The Tundra. The four by four is engaged. It's just stuck. Just full time? Yeah. Yeah. Transfer <laughs> case is locked in. And, uh, Angela, uh, yeah, my wife, my wife was doing some of the horse trailers. Saying, I don't know what's going on. It's just, you know, I can't turn the wheels. And it's a 2007 Tundra. It's got, I think we put 30,000 miles on it in 10 years. Yeah. She just drives it, you know, to, to haul the horse trailer around. And I think sitting in the pasture every summer, is being brutal on all the underguts of this thing. We did replace frame because it had a hole in it a couple of years ago. Fortunately, I was smart enough to find the hole in that thing, so that worked out. But yeah. uh, the rest of the other
1: parts it's, still have rust on them. It's so. got some stuff. Is that a vacuum actuated thing or electronic?
0: I think this one's mechanical that's going on inside. I think the mechanical aspect just isn't...
1: Just is, like frozen or something. Yeah,
0: and, and sometimes you can jolt them. You can just like do a 12-volt direct just like, and then just keep pounding on them with a hammer and they'll fire up. But yeah. I'm hoping we get that handled, I swear. I, I do not need more expenses in my life. because no. Because no. last weekend...
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, don't bury the lead on this, because this is a good one. <laughs> what happened last weekend, Eric?
0: Last weekend, you know what you do, Daryl, when you have a mower, when you have tractors around the, the pasture and stuff like that, you maintain these vehicles, because you want... You know what? My lifeblood on the pasture is a tractor. Yeah. I can't... I, I got 10 acres out here. I got to keep this thing mowed, man. Yeah,
1: you don't it's, have enough goats. You need no, more goats. No, so yeah. I ran
0: to, to Farm and Fleet, got the Kohler uh tune-up pack comes with a spark plug, an air filter, oil filter, and two quarts of oil. Do it every year. Same yeah. thing. It's easy. And it even comes with a new fuel filter. And uh, got it. Set it off to the side. Got the mower. Fired it up. Ran it for a couple minutes and made sure everything was working. Because last year, I put a new belt on it, which was a pain in the patootie with the ZTR. <laughs> it was a nightmare with the ZTR. Anyway, yeah. did it. And uh, mowed for like 10 seconds. Like, all right, it's good. And I parked it. Off to the side of the garage, and then I went back in the barn. Came back outside. I look over. Yeah, my mower's on fire. There's about twelve to eighteen inches just lipping yellow flame off of the engine of my tractor. You didn't get video of it? No, I. I thought I I can't. Daryl knows more than anybody. (laughs) I take a picture of everything. I take a pic. I mean, I document your life. I do. I don't know why, but it's 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 just it's just something I do. I thought about taking a picture. I'm like, if I take a picture of my mower on fire without going for the, to put it out first, yeah. What kind of an idiot am I? So I went, <laughs> I went and got a hose. And I and I, I washed it off. I got the flame out, started steam. I did take a picture of that.
1: And uh, that's the one I got. I got yeah. the smoldering, the the, the post smoldering yeah. poor cub cadet.
0: Well, it kept it kept burning. There was still like fresh smoke. It wasn't like just steam now resonating because it was hot. So I went to the air filter, <laughs> unlatched, like, unclasped both sides of the air filter, and flame just like jumped at my face. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. So, I think I think that the um, uh, there, oh, what do you, the fuel return under the carburetor, I think it was not venting. I don't know what's going on. I have to imagine it's something to do with that fuel return, because the carburetor still gas and it was burning. And so the air filter was burned up. The fuel lines that go into the carburetor were burned up. Was just dripping between yeah. the, between the hose gunk and the gas was in it, it was just burning on that. Mm. Just doused it with water. Just kept hitting it with water. So and then, <laughs> I just the carburetor filled with water. That that motor's trash.
1: You think so? Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. It's my like friend. eight. It's like eight years old.
0: So I went from a mower that normally could trade in for a thousand dollars to a mower that I can't hardly give away to a place that and that's the worst part about it because normally i've dealt with living out in the country for 25 years i've traded many mowers you know here's 1200 bucks here's a thousand bucks here's 800 bucks depending on the mower condition whatever now i've basically gone to a mower that's worth zero and then i went to tiktok and looked these mowers go on fire all the time these kohler motors yeah i think after so many years they're like Cracked return lines or something on them.
1: Or some sort of plastic composite part that breaks or something. Garbage,
0: just rubber hoses, I think is what it is. And
1: um, Because usually, I mean, your stuff, it sounded like, went up pretty quick. Oh, yeah. And the pictures you showed, like, a lot of stuff was just straight up melted in short time. Yeah. So that, you know... That kind of leans itself towards a, a, some sort of fuel leak or something, yeah oh, it was carburetor. totally it was
0: yeah, because it was it was totally this gas fire, yeah, that's eh, unfortunate oh, I'm yeah.
1: glad you weren't hurt, and I'm glad the whole like barn didn't burn down well yeah, the- <laughs> and
0: and so some of the videos I saw, I think somebody was suing Kohler for you know their mower burning down their house, you know, and that's I called rough. my my local mower guys like, oh, I've never really seen that, and I'm like, you know what that's the kind of stuff I might say at the dealership if somebody called me with something weird i I would you know, because yeah. uh, you, you don't want to get customers in a panic if they know something you know is going on or something like that, right? Or like
1: it's, use your own words against so you, like, "Well, you told me yeah, that yeah. you had
0: three others that burned." Yeah, burn that yeah down exactly. There. Oh yeah, see that all the time. You know, I would never say that either,
1: but I was just like, <laughs> "Next, flash, fast forward you're in an episode of Matlock. You're in a stand, <laughs> Your Honor. I'd like to bring my witness, Mr. Eric Stahl. Yeah, you said to, nah. my, to my client." <laughs> my, <laughs> you see this all the time. Can you explain why you said that? No, I never said that. Well, I've got the answering machine message tape right here with your own words. The audio tape from the recorder. <laughs> I've seen three just like this. <laughs> dun 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 we just did an episode of. Mad I think Lock. we did. I think, we, uh, yeah. No, dude. So, so what's next? I mean, <sighs> you got a mower that's junk. Yeah, it's... and Jake
0: sells mowers, so of course I got to look at Jake. But, you know, I, yeah. I have to. I have to represent for the local guy. So if you ever need a mower, call German Bliss. If you if you buy something German Bliss, tell Jake you heard it here on the show. So that way he'll stop guilting me. That'd be perfect. That that'd be next. awesome. If that could happen in the next two days. That'd be even better. But uh, <laughs> now I want to buy. I, you know what? What's up? I looked at I looked at you, so I'm like, I'll get a beater. But you know, somebody's selling a mower. If I'm selling a riding mower for $1,000, mm-hmm. like a ZTR, yeah. what's wrong with that thing? I mean, I the only reason I'm going to sell a ZTR is if it's beat to living hell. So I need the perfect situation. I need like the the grandpa that-, that You need an estate sale. gently passed. Yes. Yeah. And, and it has <laughs> one with 30 hours in the garage. That's what I need to be doing. I, maybe I should be perusing the estate sales. But the problem is I have one week of growth since Easter in my yard
1: yeah, but it doesn't look that... On the way in, I'm like, I thought you cut it a week ago or so. No. Because we've had all that rain. Stuff started growing here in central no. Illinois. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Can't you just do like the au and pretend it's like a hippie commune? I like and, that. I yeah. like that idea a lot. Yeah, just don't like... Just say it's a it's a, a pollinator habitat. <laughs> <laughs> you're, no. You're choking out invasive species. <laughs> by not yeah. mowing Yeah, no, that's not going to happen Darren. Yeah, all right. So anyway,
0: that's, that is my life right now. It's... Uh, you know, Regan told me at the end of twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three is going to be looking up
1: next year. Maybe not, it's like the same thing Cubs fans saying and I'm, Bears fans say. I'm starting to just starting to feel
0: like a Cubs fan all of a sudden. So you'll I, you'll get it, it sorted. We'll, we'll pull through. We'll yeah, pull through.
1: It'll all work out. We will persevere. If you want to borrow my garbage mower, you, you know you're more than welcome. actually.
0: The thing is, I, so many people want to help. They're like, yeah. "What can I do? Can I help you?" And I'm like, "I just yeah. need to mow." I. I that's great. I would go to your house. I mean, even Gabe I was like, "Give you have a mower? And I'm like, I don't want to take somebody's mower.
1: Why not? I want to steal everybody's stuff. No, no. Just
0: seriously. Do no, you have, m- a, you dude, have a utility mowers are in high trailer? demand right now. I'm not going to be that guy who takes somebody's mower, somebody's mower and, uh, no. So. Who cares? I do. I mean. I got I, I have a serious pride issue with borrowing stuff from people. I, I, I don't like doing it.
1: It doesn't. You know, at the end of the day, it's nice to feel useful. And I've had that, too, where you go and- Somebody lends a hand, or you ask, you break down finally after being a stubborn dude, and you're just like, "Hey, man, I need. Can I borrow this? Can you give me a hand or whatever?" And you know, a lot of people just want to feel useful or be like, "Yeah, sure." And they have that moment where it's like, somebody asked me, "Hey, I got to buy some pegboard for my garage. Can can you pick me up? We'll go to Menards. Use your truck." And I'm like, "Yes." You know what I'm saying? It's great on t-shirt. It would be good on the T-shirt if only we knew someone who was making T-shirts available. Yeah, if so. you're a Patreon subscriber, you might know more about it, but, you know. Yeah,
0: some other story. Spe- special people. I'll tell that. you. Anyway, so that that's my life in flames, Daryl. What's uh, going on in the Scott Auto Museum in North Peoria?
1: Well, definitely not flames, I hope. Um <laughs> And seriously, you can borrow my more. It's garbage, but It runs. <laughs> Um, Thanks. That's actually, a hell of an offer. Isn't way. it? Yeah, yeah. Gabe's closer. Anyways, um, not much going on uh, in my neck of the woods. I did get the Plymouth out for a few drives while well, the weather was nice. We had some beautiful weather here in uh, in the Midwest. Yeah. Easter, some storms. Easter
0: was insanely nice.
1: Oh, it was gorgeous. Like mid-70s, sunshine. Uh up north? Uh, no, we were here in town. But uh, yeah, just beautiful weather. And I actually did drive like Easter weekend and uh, a couple other th- things. Already went to a show, went to the... Invitational show over there at Expo Gardens. Saw the Batmobile.
0: Oh, yeah. I saw that. I couldn't figure out what was going on.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was was confused. Invitational car show. But uh, I didn't go. I was just a spectator. But I got the 55 Plymouth out, and uh, it's the one that's on its new tires there. So got to enjoy that. Went out to Menards with it. Put uh, put about I don't know maybe 150 miles on it so far. Got to wake up the other cars though. Oh, See, they get jealous. They they do. And the more stuff sits, then if you start spending time with one, oh. the next time you get in the another one will start breaking something out of spite. <laughs> so uh, no, we'll get those back on the road here. Look who's
0: got a flat, Daddy? Yeah, exactly.
1: Or like <laughs> all of a sudden, like all the coolant will be on the floor. <laughs> you know, like what happened? Uh, um, no, they're peeing on the rug. Yeah, for some reason I the the Plymouth had that where I uh I had a bunch of antifreeze and I'm like I went out and I ordered a catch can cuz it it has that overflow tube that just like, you know.
0: Was that like the little silver bucket of like hanging off the front bumper? Is that now the history?
1: No, no, it's <laughs> okay. in the engine bay, but yeah. But I got that and I here's how smart I was. I'm like, "Oh, it's dripping out the overflow tube cuz a lot of the older cars just did that. They cuz, you know, nobody cared. They would just drip antifreeze out the uh and and it would evaporate and who cares?" But um, I got it, and I went out to the garage to install it, and I'm like, oh, that's not the right side. It was just a loose lower radiator hose clamp that I've tightened about 17 (laughs) times. So I probably should replace that clamp, but I just tightened it up and drove it. So uh, I'll probably fix that at some (laughs) point, but... Yeah, it's that's all I'm doing now. That's it, huh? That's it. Nothing fantastic, nothing spectacular. I do need to get on the Cadillac. I do want to get that thing running by July.
0: So, I haven't been to your house in a while, and I really wanted to get up there last weekend, but you had like everybody in, in the world at your house. Yeah, we had some family. <laughs> uh,
1: basement coming along? Coming along. Uh, half of it, at least. Half of it is uh, drywalled. Uh, Sarah's down there taping and mudding right now. Oh, good for her. While we're talking. And uh, yeah. Well,
0: maybe she'll listen to this episode on her flight. She might. She might. That'd be great. She so. could like hit you the whole time.
1: Yeah, she'll wait for something offensive that I'll say and then poke me and say you shouldn't say that. So <laughs> uh no, hopefully we'll get the uh the the basement bathroom done and then on to the family room. So it's getting there. A lot of irons in the fire, but I think this is the year. Remember how you said 2023 was going to be good? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I've been saying for three years. No, now. Re-
0: Regan actually said that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would never say that out loud
1: <laughs> <laughs> without knocking <laughs> exactly. on some wood here. Exactly. No, I think I think things will be good, and uh, hopefully get out to a couple shows and events. There are some road rallies that have popped up, including one that I almost forwarded you, but it's too late to enter. Was um, around the lake it's up north it's up in the chicago area it's a group called fuel fed oh. and they have a huge rally that they do every year it's a it's it's kind of a neat thing it's mostly north shore a lot of like rich doctors and I attorneys have. and mm. stuff with like mm. here's my 71 alpha romeo Julia yeah. or something else you know? it's yeah. i'm not knocking those folks Judge mails a little, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I imagine if like you or i showed up with our stuff they'd be like mm, yeah. we'll call you yeah uh, but seriously they do some cool road rallies and they do a whole bunch of uh, I, I don't think they call them cars and coffee. It's like caffeine and octane or something oh, like, You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's all high end, kind of cool stuff, and they're usually in like downtown Winnetka or like you know Geneva. Con- you know. I I would go to something like that. Just you know, honestly,
0: if I had the spare time laying around, honest, I would mm-hmm. love to. I think it'd be uh, great. Last weekend up in uh, Rockford, there was an off road group that they called it Mole Crawl. And just a bunch of off roaders meeting for coffee. Nice. You know, and just showing off their trucks. And I'm like sure. I so wanna go that stuff. Just but, something different, right? Yeah, exactly. It's kinda of, there no matter what happens with Pure Cars and Coffee, people will still get together on the weekend yeah. and hang out and talk about cars. They somewhere. Will. Somewhere.
1: Somewhere, even if it's a small yeah. donut shop that we yeah. are waiting to open. Yeah,
0: dude, I'm telling you that I had a customer brought did you see my video today? Yeah. The... Did
1: you go get Spud Nuts?
0: A customer <laughs> called me on Monday and said, listen, uh, you were out of town last week. That's how she talks.
1: Does she? Yes. <laughs> like a 1980s yeah, yeah. radio call-in yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this
0: is the quiet storm. I'd just like to let you know I have two dozen Spud nuts waiting for you. And
1: you got that call?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, um Dude. I, I'm like, what do we do? She goes, I just want to let you know you guys do a great job. I really like what you do for our car. I don't know if you know this, but Jessica Rabbit is one of our customers. And it, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm not bad.
1: I'm just drawing that yeah, way.
0: Yeah. Um, so I went down to Spudnuts this morning and they had the, the two dozen set aside. And it wasn't just like two dozen glazed donuts. Spudnuts isn't called Spudnuts anymore. It's called Tatos and Pecan. The logo is literally a potato that's half spun out and then formed into a donut because they use potato flake dough. Yeah. Or, or potato wheat. flour. Wheat, yeah. Yeah. Wheat. I guess not wheat, it's potato flour. Anyway. It's something. It's amazing. But, They're oh, amazing donuts. They are amazing donuts. I carried those donuts out of the store and I swear to God, I might have got a cramp. There was fifteen pounds of donuts <laughs> in these two boxes. I carry them into the shop and we didn't even When you show up with two boxes of donuts into a shop with salesmen and technicians, mm-hmm. and they can't even get through the two boxes in one day. That tells you everything you need to know about these donuts. They're monsters. They will kill you. They will literally, like a python, stretch around you and choke you out. They are tremendous. We
1: first moved here. I drove out there because everybody raved about them. And living in Peoria, we didn't get them. So I'm like, I'll get up early. I I went there three times with Sarah before we got there early enough before they sold out. Mm -hmm. And we finally got them, and I got a couple coffee rolls. And same thing. I took a picture. (laughs) I took a picture of one of them held up to my head. And I, Eric can vouch for me. I have a giant head. That's, that's, that's a big head. Giant head. This thing was almost as big as my entire face. <laughs> and I was the happiest and fullest I've ever been after eating one of those pastries. If they Absolutely only delicious. had a
0: little parking lot around that place, I I, I mean. Here, yeah. And my beef always was, and I, and I used to yell at Chris Ruby about this, you know, when we moved to the Cars and Coffee down to East Peoria, there's no coffee. He's like, well, there's, there's uh, Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Panera was there when they
1: started. I don't know if they were either. McDonald's. Because cause I
0: wouldn't have complained so hard about with Panera. It's, it's a decent option. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They get a little crowded. They get a little backed up, but whatever. But uh, but Chick, Chick-fil-A was not a worthy. I don't go to Chick-fil-A for coffee. I'm sorry.
1: No. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. But donuts and coffee at a location
1: near where we have like a car show. How man. awesome would that be? That'd be amazing. Oh, is Carl's Bakery over there open on Saturdays or no?
0: Well, it's in East Peoria, but I'm not sure. There's nothing really around that one.
1: No, I'm just thinking like. <laughs> they should
0: start a booth. You know what? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, sometimes you're like, is it worth the effort? You know, Carl's or
1: Tato's could make a a, a bunch of money. But is it worth getting up extra early, making an extra thousand donuts? I don't know. There's people that smuggle Krispy Kremes in across county lines because we lost our Krispy Kreme, yeah. And they bring them in from Bloomington and set a stand. Are up. they
0: really? I mean, okay, a, a, just a little. This is sorry. This is donut. This talk, is donut. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Krispy Kreme Donut, which there was a Krispy Kreme when they expanded across the country. Peoria got probably one of the finer establishments with the machine that, uh, like, you know, yeah. dro- dropped the little donuts off the conveyor belt and the little kids would, like, treat it like Willy Wonka's factory. It was cool. But then once they got sucked back down into reality when their stock price dropped like a rock, we lost the donut shop in Peoria. And there's one in Bloomington, so yeah, they're okay. They're good little donuts. They're nice when they're warm. I, I hate when I get them frozen for a fundraiser. Like
1: garbage. Yeah,
0: it's just like it's just like the same thing. No, it's not.
1: No, and the same thing is true with the little the sliders from White Castle. I did try the frozen ones, but, but if
0: I'm in if I was in New York City and that was the only White Castle I could get, I'd be like, okay, uh, yeah. But the onions aren't the same. I gotta have those onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. Give me a grater and some onions. On what
1: there. we need to, I, I I think we're saying one. <laughs> consistent thing one voice is that we need more donut shops in this country yeah yeah to make americans fatter again yeah that's what i'm saying oh, I, I we don't tell- have enough pre-diabetes i Eric. i we felt th- uncomfortable with the tato eight today. i literally <laughs> did i took, you I took my, one or two
0: one i took one cinnamon roll and i started working on 8 a.m it was literally noon before i was done with it and i was proud of myself for that because really? back in my prime yeah i would have polished off two of those suckers by noon <laughs> just just gobble just shoving it in did you need cutlery I used my pocket knife. Did you? I did.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> Wait, well, you've reached that age. You're like my dad where he's like, uses the pocket knife to cut up your sandwich or your potatoes. Okay, that's not a, that's not a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> that's, he just pulled out like my a bear, Bowie my knife. Bear, my Bear Grylls knife. Yeah. yeah. That's...
0: From Menards for $10. But anyway. Is it a
1: Greber or Ger- Ger- Gerber? Gerber, yeah, it's a Gerber. It's a $10 knife. <laughs> Garber? Garmin? Gerber. Whatever it's called. Yeah, I'll kill you. That's <laughs> just... <laughs> We're here with Gary Busey. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, we're ready to get on with the show. Yes, else yes about here? Yeah. No so, donut donut rabbit holes are good. First
0: though. off, folks, if you haven't heard the pre-show, you just might as well sign up for that. Just just get a, get a hold of it for two ninety nine. You get an iTunes. You get access to all the uh, pre-show material.
1: Talked a lot about old celebrities,
0: and we talked a lot about cars and coffee. Yeah, with maybe a little more honest take. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. When I was fantasized or i mean sorry, when I was planning episode seventy seven daryl yeah uh i was seventy seven i don't i don't know why you know I'm a child of seventy I was born than seventy one um you probably weren't born yet but no. seventy seven it was a blizzard of seventy seven and there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on, but I thought there's probably a lot of iconic cars, so i kind of went i went searching back and i'm like, what happened in nineteen seventy seven and i i'll be I'll be completely transparent and honest here when I say I might have typed in the worst cars of 1977, or I might have typed in the best cars of 1977 Okay. when I came up with this gem, number five, (laughs) on one of those lists. I don't know which list it was. Okay. It could be best or worst, but I found the 1977 Panther 6.
1: I've never heard of this vehicle.
0: And that shocks me. So... If you listen to the pre-show, you'll, you'll know the 1977, well, you'll know about the 77-year-old celebrities, you know a lot of stuff about 77, but you'll, the 1977 Panther 6, I can't believe you don't know about this car.
1: No, and it, it looks like, there's an inset picture here in the document that we're following. I'm
0: glad, I put the, I'm glad I put the picture there so you know what you're looking at.
1: It looks like a cross between a C3 Corvette, a BMW M1, and like somebody's jet ski. I don't know what this thing is. What Can you elaborate? Did you do some more research?
0: No, I just, uh, I, I, I can't, like I said, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's got an 8.2 liter twin turbocharged V8. It has 600 horsepower. It's a unique looking little convertible, Darrell. The thing you didn't note in your description, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. you didn't notice the fact that it's got four wheels in the front that turn.
1: That's the least weird thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's... That's the least. All right. Well, I think the thing. show
0: the show covers probably going to include uh, Eric and Daryl driving the Panther yeah. Six. Anyway, yeah,
1: great. So, but, what was this thing? Was this like a? It can't be American. It definitely looks European ish.
0: Yeah, uh, it is European. It was built in Britain, and it's a six wheeler. Is what they call this thing. Uh, it's a British born Panther Six, and uh, it was from the school of thought that believed to be a sign of the future and things to come. Clearly, the idea of driving a car with four wheels over the front axle didn't really uh, pick up steam. Oh, sorry. This is...
1: ah. No, you're fine.
0: Clearly, the idea of driving a car with four wheels over the front axle didn't really pick up steam, despite the Panther 6 having been equipped with a formidable 8.2-liter twin-turbocharged Cadillac V8, producing over 600 horsepower. Putting in the good word for it, only two were ever made... Further underlining the ultimate failure of both the car and its message that had any resonance. I think here, here's Seems my rather t- harsh. It's here's a my, harsh. Here's my here's my take. And I, yeah. again I should have probably linked the whole article on this. My take on this is back in the day and, and you love muscle cars, you love older cars. Yeah, yeah. You could get you could get so much power to the rear wheels in these cars but when and i know this from my Velari even with the minimal power it produced <laughs> you could go sliding into an intersection yeah and it doesn't matter how much power you have if you can't turn the wheel and actually turn with the car you know
1: yeah power t- v- versus control yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't remember what my sidewall height was on the Velari but i don't imagine those tires were holding a lot of traction and i imagine the the engineer who thought a six-wheeled car with four steering wheels in the front thought you know what we're going to do we're going to we're going to perfect steering right yeah Yeah. we're gonna be able to no matter what the speed no matter what we're pushing off with 600 horsepower at the back of this car we're gonna be able to steer our way out of every situation
1: i think there was something in the 70s too because it it might have been drugs but uh (laughs) i think it was pretty common you hefner could be seen in this thing i think so briggs and stratton uh, the lawnmower motor company, they actually made an electric car, I believe, some sort of, or an electric car, maybe it was electric, but it was some sort of concept car that was a six-wheel car, same kind of thing, and it had an eerily similar look. They also had, do you remember the world's record for the longest limousine? And it was no. that giant Eldorado that had like 13 axles, mm. and it was parked next to the Queen Mary, and they had all, it had like a pool and a hot tub and a helicopter landing pad and all this stupid stuff. No. Okay, that was in like the Guinness Book of World Records book that I used to look at in the library in school when they're like, okay, we're gonna, everyone pick a book and read it. I get the same book every week. It was either, well, it was either I remember, that. I remember those days, yeah. <laughs> it, like, it was either that book or a book about UFOs. Anyways, they had that Cadillac limo that just was like, more axles equals better. Um, so I don't know, maybe maybe that was just kind of a, one of those little fads at the time. But this to me looks like it was definitely based you got a Cadillac motor, front-wheel drive. It's got the long wheelbase, and the back half from the from the cowl back looks like a 70s Eldorado. And I almost wonder if they didn't take an Eldorado and then, like, try to graph some sort of, like, composite front on it to make it look futuristic Buck Rogers style, you know? Yeah,
0: so from Wikipedia here, it says the Panther 6 was a British six-wheel convertible produced by Panther. Apparently, that was manufactured in 1977. Of course, we know how it was powered with that Cadillac V8. It says only two cars were made, one in white and one in black, both of which are still known to exist. One is in Saudi Arabia, of course, and the other was shown in the 2008 NEC Classic Car Show by the Panther Car Club and at the 2015 Concorso de Eleganza via de Este by Albert Fellner. The inspiration for the six-wheel design was provided by Tyrell P34 Racing Car. The layout consists of one pair of larger Rear tires with Pirelli 265-50-16s, hmm. and two pairs of smaller steerable wheels in the front with Pirelli 205-40-13s.
1: Really? So, so we'll, 16s in the back. But
0: you can tell by that picture, those, those rears look gigantic compared yeah. to the fronts, right?
1: Yeah, it's got, a, it's got a rake to it, but I wasn't sure that was that drastic.
0: It claims that the top speed of the vehicle was capable of over 200 miles an hour. Any, see, and this is my problem when you have more rubber on the road. Uh-huh. More rubber on the road at 200 miles an hour, to me, just
1: smells of burning disaster, like a burning right. car fire. I, I doubt any one of these would ever get clocked at 200. Yeah. Like, there'd be some test driver, like, hey, take this thing that some guy made in his barn. Yeah, yeah. With two turbos uh, and, and 70s technology. Neat, neat thing, I never heard anything about this. Um, I don't think I'm going to put a poster of this on my wall next to Farrah Fawcett. for so so the Lamborghini. Uh,
0: Panther Westwinds was a manufacturer of niche sports cars and luxury cars based in Surrey, England between 1972 and 1990. Interesting. So they're no longer in business. Yeah. Wonder why. I wonder if you can find the Panther Club when you're over in, in the across the pond. <laughs> I'll
1: I'll look for it. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, I definitely. That'd think, think be awesome. So there's some other headlines that happened in the 1970s, 1977 to yeah, be exact.
0: You know, there's a theme going on here, there, sorry.
1: Yeah, there's a nice nice late 70s theme. And uh Eric was so kind to put this picture, a nice inset picture of the newly downsized full-size B-body Chevrolet Impala that was a brand new uh, body style that year. Chevy Impala slash Caprice takes the sales lead for 1977. Americans definitely reacted well to that redesign. Uh, just a year before, that car was, I think, as big as they ever got. They it were, was everywhere, though, after the rezone. Yeah. After that, they they were really the, the, the sales leader, and they actually kept that design for the full-size B-body cars, the Caprices, uh, all the way up until 1991. So lots of staying power, if you will. The Ford F-Series was 1977's best-selling pickup truck. Not much has changed there. Still a real good seller. After two years of Olds domination, the Chevy Impala Caprice took advantage of the downsizing to become America's best-selling vehicle, a whopping 657,151 sales, or an increase of 45% over the year before. Uh, the number two sales leader in that year, an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. And I, I remember as a kid seeing Cutlasses everywhere. Oh, my mom had a Cutlass Supreme. Did she? I, maybe a 75 they were really, really nice
0: looking cars. They were gorgeous cars, cars. yeah. we. Uh, I think we wept when that car was traded in yeah. for like a Malibu Classic in 1981. It was terrible.
1: My dad had a 79 Malibu Classic, <laughs> and I think he had that two years, and it was like, Man, It was garbage, we're done. possibly one of yeah. the worst cars
0: we ever owned. It
1: was like two years old, the thing burned oil. He's like, nah, we're done. It had a cassette deck, though, so I thought that was pretty cool. Sure. Uh, Ford F-Series, as we said, top-selling truck. It climbed into the top pole position there and has never looked back since. It held the title of America's best-selling truck for 34 consecutive years. That's fantastic. Uh back to passenger cars, saluting third place was the Ford LTD in 1977. They still looked a little older. They didn't have that that clean GM lines. Uh, and they actually got downsized, the Ford uh, LTD the and the
0: 380,000 units on yeah. the LTD.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they were actually. Uh, Holy smokes! Man. They looked so dated. They were still big. They didn't get downsized for another year. So seventy nine is when they got yeah. theirs. I mean, to think
0: that I mean, literally six hundred fifty thousand Caprices were on the road.
1: Yeah, yeah, in one year, <laughs> and it got it got bigger and bigger. Chevy Monte Carlo, of course, was down to number four in nineteen seventy seven. Three newcomers in the top ten list. That would be the beautiful oh, Ford Granada. One Do you of remember? my the- girlfriends in high school had a Granada. You remember the Granada? Yeah, yeah. So they actually, Ford marketed that as a Mercedes that you can afford. Are you serious? They compared that. So when the Granada came out, they had all these ads that were like, you could buy a Mercedes like, you know, 300 SL, yeah. or you could save 3,000 and buy this Granada. And they said every one of those ads, they had like independent journalists and consumer <laughs> reviews and all. And they're like, the Granada is a much better car. And it's funny because you'll still see those older '70s Mercedes on the road, especially the diesels. They're still running, and they still look good. Really? And I think I've seen like two Ford Granadas in the last thirty years. Yeah, I will say this:
0: uh, my my ex girlfriend's Granada. I yeah. think that thing held on for like ten or fifteen years after high school. Yeah, yeah. It was powder blue. It was that terrible blue color. It's Just like gross. Easter Easter blue. Yeah, robin egg blue.
1: They have like crushed velour seats and stuff. I don't or? remember that. No. If you I, got think one, might, I think it might have been vinyl. Or you fine could get one with a 302. Corinthian leather. <laughs> fine, Corinthian. Yeah, you could get one with a 302 in it. They weren't too bad. Yeah. Oh, hers wasn't that. I guarantee that. that was six cylinder. Yeah. Um, the other newcomers in 77, the newly redesigned Ford Thunderbird. And uh, those were those Thunderbirds that had that weird roof line with a little tiny window in the middle yeah. on that B pillar. Yeah kind Of cool looking, yeah. I, I, I think those are, I mean, those still have a little eyeball today, right? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Uh, 325,140, uh, 53 units, and the Buick Century was last, they were carrying up the, the 10th position torch with 279,657 sales. They also in 77 were still the big bloated one, they See, got downsized the year later. And you have
0: to think about this, I mean, this is uh, 1977 when mm. Carter's still in office,
1: yeah. When yeah. when do gas lines start? Seventy eight? I thought seventy I thought it was seventy nine. Okay. Uh it was OPEC two the, basically. These things
0: are literally dinosaurs just grazing the planes before yeah. the Japanese <laughs> It's true. Show up. I mean, I look at these numbers, I'm like, how did they own the market? I mean, the population of the United States, yeah, you know, I, I, I. is it doubled since the seventies probably, right? Yeah, maybe. And there's just millions of these I mean, the numbers you just rattled off. There's almost two million cars rolling around here.
1: Yeah. Well, and they were caught, the, the, the big three were caught with OPEC 1 in 73, when a lot of these styles, uh, the, the larger cars, pre-downsize, and downsize for folks who aren't super familiar, I'll just summarize this. Yeah. The 70s cars before OPEC were gigantic, bloated, humongous cars, uh, to the point where like like an Olds Cutlass would probably be a 4,600-pound car. An Impala or a Chevy Caprice at that time, pre downsized, you know, seventy-two to seventy-six, probably a five-thousand-pound car. And Cadillacs at that time, humongous. Oh, yeah. We're talking like twenty-foot-long cars. It was almost as if gas was too cheap to even like bother. <laughs> like it didn't matter. And then the the oil embargo <laughs> happened, yeah. and everybody that had something like that had to queue up in gas ration lines and wait and awful right there was nothing they could do and those cars on a good day would get nine miles per gallon right 12 maybe maybe yeah so what they started doing was well hey we just retooled for this we're not gonna we don't know what to do and it took them four years basically for gm uh they kind of were the first to get out ahead of it they said okay all our full-size cars we're basically going to shed weight we're going to restyle we're going to make them smaller we're going to make them more efficient but still big proportions on the inside and so everybody started following suit, but by that time, you had a lot of uh, American consumers that were starting to be like, what's this Honda I keep hearing about? <laughs> right. What's this to- Toyota uh, the, Corolla? The, the, all
0: those Corollas look like, I mean, they look like, what, a quarter the size of these cars, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. If you pulled up next to them, um, or like the, the Nissan, the Datsun 210s, Yeah, those were- st- and,
0: that, and that's what my dad had when I was a kid. He had a little wagon, the Datsun wagon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, where, that's where it all started, because they're like, hey, we never got those- big behemoths and you could actually drive around for two weeks and you know still still afford to put food on the table it was
0: funny i was uh, watching a, a hitchcock movie it was on netflix or amazon the other night it was called marnie yes it's got sean connery in it yes and uh, great film there's a scene where they pull up a horse trailer behind a car up to the house yeah and my wife goes i need a car like that and i'm like well, that was back when cars were built like trucks. Yeah. There's a full-blown frame underneath that thing. You know,
1: Full frame, 400-some cubic inch motor. You could actually tow a, a, like a houseboat with an Oldsmobile. No problem. Yeah, honey, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that behind a, I don't know, what did they make? You know, you can't do it with a... They don't even make cars. I'm just trying to no, think of a there's, modern there's car. Nothing. No, there's nothing. Even today's SUVs, you have to question the integrity
0: to pull a horse trailer. So. Well, yeah,
1: and I, I know that some of them, like I, when we had our little Jeep Patriot, I think they said, oh, you can tow up to 2,000 pounds. I said, well, what's 2,000 pounds? Well, you know, like a garden tractor. <laughs> you know, like you can't tow anything now. But It was back in the day, people that had boats or, um, you know, like, like pull behind campers, you know, that was a big deal. I, I knew several people that had giant giant rv campers they would pull behind like the family station wagon you know the country squire or the you know the, the chrysler newport they would just hitch their stuff go to florida pull an airstream they wouldn't think twice of it um but that definitely changed especially as things started downsizing and you know it's a good thing to do because we didn't need something that big uh, it was funny growing up in the midwest as a kid Anytime my dad took us to the County Fair Demolition Derby through the 80s and 90s, <laughs> yeah. all it was was mid-70s, full-size garbage rust buckets yeah. that made Ch- like a Ch- hundred... Full frame that they could just like <laughs> drive in reverse and just smash the living hell out of everything. Yeah. And you still see them today. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Putnam County Fair. Every year there's like old Lincoln Continentals and all this. Stuff. I'm yeah. like, where have these been? Oh, they collect them. The Demo Derby guys are still looking for 70s cars. Yeah. And they're still out there.
0: Uh, Man, I tell you what, the last time I went to a demolition derby, it was basically, let's take the exhaust off, let's strip this car down to nothing. And I I don't even, I I get why you want that full-frame car, but the fun has been taken out. When I was a kid, demolition derby was you drive around a track and you smash each other. Now it's like an area the size of this garage where the cars just kind of go back and forth and kind of smash each other. It's kind of boring. It is kind of boring, yeah. I'd rather watch school bus racing or something.
1: Should we get some cheap beaters and just like make a demo derby down here? Yeah, we could do it. Okay. Yeah. That'd I, be I, fine. <laughs> it, it, wouldn't the worst scenario in the world be that
0: VR takes over this type of stuff or remote control, little like little cars? I mean... Right. Be like, yeah, back Back in the dinosaur days, they used to drive real cars and do stuff like this.
1: But what happened if somebody got hurt, Daddy? <laughs> well, we just didn't talk about it. And son. we rubbed
0: some dirt on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that
1: that might be a fun VR game series. Yeah. Just nothing but demo- like demolition yeah. derbies, the figure f- eight racing. Actually,
0: yeah, our new game, The
1: Future Sucks. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Available now from Electronic Arts. <laughs> All right, let's move on to... Oh, hold on, hold oh, on. I'm going to get it. Bring it. I'm going to get it. There we go. Is it time for It's time for the news. Everything
0: that's pertinent in the world of automotive news coming at you right now. So professional it is this show. Yes. All right. So, uh, in world news, this came out from Car and Driver. Porsche is celebrating the anniversary, 74th 75th anniversary of the Porsche 356 with a book. It's the uh, 75th anniversary book that celebrates the sports car's diamond jubilee. I don't I guess if you're married 75 years, you got to give your wife a diamond. Is that how that works?
1: Yeah. You must have gotten married. I won't be really worried about that one. Two, but yeah, yeah <laughs> I guess. Actually, there's some people that celebrate 75 yeah, yeah, years. Right. And... You see them,
0: You see pictures of them, and you're like, they look so miserable. Anyway, the diamond <laughs> jubilee, <laughs> it doesn't shy away from the model's dark wartime past. So, is das. Yes. So this isn't the car of the people, but I think was it was the sports car of the people. Yeah, same guy, but yeah. Yeah, anyway. So look out for that one on newsstands. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Ford Motor Company, on Tuesday, they previously announced a $1.3 billion transformation of their Oakville assembly plant for electric vehicle manufacturing. It'll begin in the second quarter of the next year. It'll take about six months complete. During this time, some 3,000 workers in Ontario, Canada, will be furloughed. Although the company expects to retain virtually all the employees when the plant comes back online in 2024, that's from Automotive News. Fun, fun, fun. We don't. We try not to to talk too much about EV news, but that's just kind of the we can't we can't avoid it, can we? Yeah, it's
1: pretty much auto news at this point. Yeah. Also, it takes a long time to uh, retrofit a factory, right? To yeah, to uptool and and change all the basically change the entire process.
0: Those guys who are getting furloughed would probably love our new VR game.
1: Yeah, they would. That I think we need to get the R&D boys on that one pretty quick.
0: Hey, I've been playing The Future Sucks for the last six months with Daryl and Eric.
1: <laughs> Sorry. In other world news, we actually uh, head across the ponds. Uh, this is something that popped into a... From the more... mirror. Is yeah. it, this is racy. This is some tabloid stuff here, but it 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 tracks. Furious drivers resort to sealing traffic cameras ahead of the 12-pound 50 daily charge for the new low emission zone scheme in london as a lot of folks know back i believe it was in 2019 uh, the city of london basically installed a a, a radius around there and said hey if you want to bring a car into the city then you need to pay an extra fee if it's not a low emission vehicle so that has actually been expanded and we'll talk a little bit about this this is a write-up from the mirror again We're tabloid trash. We don't care. (laughs) Uh, Mayor Sadiq Khan's ultra-low emission zone scheme is already estimated to have raked in almost 250 million pounds since it was first implemented back in 2019, and more protests have been staged over its expansion. That's a recent thing. Seething Londoners have been reduced to stealing ultra-low emission zone cameras and cutting wires as fury mounts over the government's controversial expansion. Major Sadiq Khan, you call him Major because... He's actually on the police force. No way. Yeah, he's seriously. A, yeah, he's a, he's a policeman well, and a uh, wow, well, and okay. a, what do you call it? Mayor, 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 major mayor. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, facing more backlash over his plan to include all 32 London boroughs in the idea dubbed pure money making scheme by angry angry protesters. I like the, they use the word scheme over there so much. I love that scheming, scheming. Uh, he yesterday defended his detested ulez project by claiming it will give men higher sperm counts <laughs> because of the reduction in air pollution. There's a benefit nobody needed. Yes,
0: because uh, overpopulation was another concern <laughs> somebody else complained right.
1: about. From August 29th, the enlargement will become rolled out, meaning an estimated sperm enlargement? Yes. Uh, 700,000 more car owners must pay an additional 1,250 pounds sterling daily charge to travel around the capital city. Cameras are reported to have been ripped off of their bases and damaged with claims that some of the registration detection devices have had their wires cut. City Hall said in a statement that as of March 21st, 2023, there had been 31 instances of vandalism or theft to those cameras within the expansion zone. So uh, within the expansion zone, there's been 12 instances of vandalism or theft. So currently... If you drive something into the city, and I think I saw this on Clarkson's farm too, where he yeah. sent. Remember, he Did said. Did you watch the last season? Yeah. Okay. Loved it. Loved it. I, I
0: loved it too. I, I recommend it to everybody.
1: Yeah. Especially dealing with local politics. It's crazy. That's what. Yeah. I mean, it's, it starts as you're kind of interested in Clarkson and the yeah. personality and whatever. But then it's like, it's following somebody trying to just do business within the confines of the law. And over there, it just seems extremely difficult. But yeah, I remember he sent his uh, Caleb, his little f- farmhand, to the city to try to sell mushrooms or yeah, something. that's great, yeah. And he's like, I don't have money to pay for the... Because th- it was a little diesel truck that yeah, he drove into yeah, the city. Yeah, Trying to sell stuff to to restaurants in London, and you had to pay all this extra money and pay the park and everything. And it just seems like... I, th- I can see that happening more and more. I think there's other U.S. cities... New, I thought in, New York had tried a similar scheme. Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't know what happened I think with we that. maybe reported
0: on it earlier. And
1: it was a proposal. I don't it, know if it flew. Well, I think
0: zero emission vehicles, I think they were trying to make sure that if, if you brought a car into the island uh, of New York City, sta- is that Staten Island? Uh, or, yeah, or Manhattan. Or Long island, or Manhattan yeah, Long island, yeah, yeah. That had to be a zero emission vehicle. If not, you're going to be charged an extra taxation. But I, I do believe they have an impact fee anyway of no matter what vehicle comes... Through a tunnel or over a bridge into New York, you're going to pay a fee.
1: Yeah, and it's for the you know for the congestion, for the convenience, for the whatever. But realistically, it it it's making cities in major metro areas even more unattractive for people coming from outside. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that complaint with Chicago with parking and just the the overall hassle and and just they've they've priced everything so that you're I, nobody well, has interest in well, going down to well, visit the L anymore. The sucks. Amtrak
0: sucks. I mean, it, okay. So I, as somebody who's actually traveled into London by, you know, by train, by train, I, we we hopped on at Oxford at Oxfordshire, and uh, and came down, and then we use a tube throughout the day. Okay, in London, the tube is great. Yeah. And it, the tube is all over the place, and you can hop in and out. It's quick. It's efficient. It's not very, very expensive. And I'll be honest with you, the, the train ride. From Oxford to London, I think at that time, we we laughed at how cheap it was versus an Amtrak ticket for a couple hours out of Chicago. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: And it's, I haven't taken the Metra in years, years when I lived no, up there. No, the
0: L is gross. And I've tried to take the red line. You know, I thought that's the, and that's one of the better better lines to hop on. If you're in downtown, you want to go to Northside or something like that. Yeah. But, dude, it's kind of scary. I mean, there's there's all kinds of crazy people running around. It's not... It doesn't look like anything's maintained. And then when you go to the, the regular L-Line, like say you want to just like go around downtown Michigan Avenue, dude, there's, it's sketchy. Yeah. And nobody wants to help you. If you're from out of town, you go talk to one of those attendants there. They're,
1: they're they not. They could
0: not be bothered. <laughs> they're not friendly. No.
1: So what you're saying is it's actually more efficient and safer to bring your own car?
0: Yeah, that's what I do. So I drive a Prius. So I can I use the Parking Buddy app and I go right downtown Go into some three-story below-ground parking garage. Yeah, yeah. I don't worry about an impact fee in Chicago, but uh, I I don't know. I think –
1: But isn't the point to get people there – I mean, I understand the negative impact of vehicles in some way, shape, or form. I get that. But as a kid, my folks, that's that's the way we went into the city. And it's like, hey, we're going to go see a show here. We're going to go to a concert here. We're going to go to an event, and then we're going to go have dinner, and then we're going to go home. And everything is on your schedule. Yeah, you weren't rushed. You weren't on well, and someone that's else's that's the other time problem with Amtrak.
0: Amtrak's done at what
1: nine or ten o'clock at night, and then you're out.
0: Yeah, and that's it. And that that's not reasonable. I mean, if if, if we really want to take a hard look at you know travel besides cars, we we would look at the the train transportation in this country and say, do I, what I, do I don't what even, the UK is doing. Yeah, I mean— Peoria's like, we're going to do a rail line from Peoria to Chicago. Yeah. Like, why don't we just improve the rail line to, to Bloomington?
1: That already exists.
0: Yeah, exactly. Why yeah. don't we look at a line from Indianapolis to Des Moines, you know, and run something across the I-74 corridor that connects these towns? Yeah. There's already a, a great line out of Bloomington, it, it, but it's unreasonable in price. So what do we need? Another unreasonably priced line from Peoria?
1: Give me a break. I think we do need to look at at least the, the public public transport infrastructure, I think before we start tacking on more fees and making things a little more difficult for people, yeah. and and London, I I'm very curious to explore the UK this summer in a couple weeks. Will, will you go to
0: London? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So
1: we'll spend a couple of days in London. We're actually going to take the train in from Cambridge, and, nice. and you know we, we've got a whole thing mapped out. And I'm You're, extremely grateful. As
0: somebody who's probably been on Amtrak in your life. You're gonna hop on the the, the British experience of, and be you, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are, are we, we doing, doing wrong? Yeah,
1: <laughs> everything, everything wrong <laughs> well, here.
0: Well, no, but I mean, their gas prices suck. That was the one thing. Like when we traveled, and I've been to the UK. Um, I, I, I've traveled around, got got a rental car at Heathrow. I've been out to the Cotswolds, been out near 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 where near uh, Bur, Bur, Burford, where Clarkson's farm is uh, filmed. I mean, I've been out in the countryside out there, and uh, then we went to Scotland a couple years ago and drove all. Gas prices suck. Yeah. If you had a truck, if you tried to have a farm, I can't even imagine the money you'd be spending to try and, to to run something like
1: that. Sure. Uh,
0: they they have made it so that you want to take public transportation. So it, I don't know. Is that the inflection point where gas prices are so high that you like public transportation has to be an asset that we look at?
1: I don't. Or know. or EVs or some other mode of transportation because if you have an EV, hmm. you have something that is a, a low emission vehicle or, or zero emission vehicle. Then you can still get around, but I then mean, you
0: lay an overlay of the UK over the United States. Yeah, that's true. And you look at oh, from yeah. from Carbondale to to Madison would be like the whole frigging country over there. You know,
1: right? No, I get it. You I know? get that part too. But I'm 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 curious to see how this plans out. I, I the, the the whole thing with the protests and the people getting riled up. I mean, there were God bless the Europeans. They they know how to get pissed. You Do know? they though? I think so.
0: You know what? The French getting pissed off about changing their retirement age. They'll 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 roll that country. They will burn down, and they will stop production in that country for months. God bless them. Because the United States, we're like, oh, yeah, i got to get back to TikTok. You know,
1: just, yeah. I'm real angry. I'm going to make a post on social yeah, media and yeah. then go back to the, yeah. my normal yeah. life.
0: I mean, retirement age is a huge thing. People don't understand that. That literally, I mean, you and I talked about that this in the pre-show, so I won't even rehash this But to kick another year or two on everybody and say, oh, by the way, uh, you're not going to retire at 65, now it's 67. Yeah and i'm just gonna make that law you know what burn down the city as far as i'm concerned and, and, do, and do it for years to come because nobody's guaranteed 67 Nobody's guaranteed 65 but no uh, i i get it so i got, you, but if it happened here nobody would nobody would burn no down we anything. don't care no
1: no we'd make it we'd, we'd make angry tiktoks and go right back to regular programming
0: <laughs> what's a netflix night
1: Yeah, exactly. Anyways, okay, so that's what's going on in the world. What's going on here? Great stuff there, Daryl. Within our shores. Okay, so uh, in national news, this is
0: kind of lame, but I don't know if you this about federal tax credits, Mm Daryl. Why leasing an EV might be a smarter choice right now. This comes from Source Axios. Not really familiar with those guys. Federal tax credits for electric vehicles purchases are about to disappear for many models under newly released IRS rules. But savvy shoppers, savvy shoppers are finding a workaround by leasing rather than buying a new car. Why it matters, President Biden's effort to expand EV adoption through newly revised tax credits is proving to be unworkable for many of today's models, creating confusion and frustration for automakers, dealers, and consumers. You can read more about that when we link it into the the show
1: notes here. We were talking a little bit before the show, though, about how certain vehicles have to qualify for that credit there's
0: like a quantity of vehicles every manufacturer can sell and uh once and it breaks down so like the 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 first round of the vehicles is like seventy five hundred dollar credit and then the second once they sell so many that goes down to thirty seven fifty but that's kind of a a screw job on the customers you know like say like right now where it's hard to get cars yeah and you're like i'm on a waiting list and now all of a sudden the federal government's like oh well you know toyota reached a certain limit on their cars so now it's down to 3750 mhm you know just just make it for the this tax year you know if you buy the car in this tax year especially with production problems i don't understand how you could you put these limits on the manufacturers
1: well the whole uh, the inflation reduction act is that that's what they're talking about the uh, the evs certain evs will be qualifying for a tax credit of up to $7500 for new and it was at four thousand dollars, I think, for used, um, and that was one of those things. But there were certain qualifiers that the vehicles had to be made what here in the states. Was that what it was? I mm, think certain. Yeah, well, certain that, ones. that's
0: been the whole deal with his uh, EV push, and that was part of uh, Elon's big, big problem with Joe Biden too.
1: Yeah, um, and it's part of uh, overall three hundred ninety-four billion dollars in energy and climate funding in the form of tax credits here in the U.S. Um, so if you look at some of those vehicles you're seeing more and more investment in vehicles EVs coming here in the states being built here in the states um you know including places like Kentucky South Carolina uh Tennessee some of the some of the plants that have been you know in the past were cranking out things like Camrys and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know Hyundai Santa Fe's things like that they're starting to switch to EV production and it's it's interesting to see Uh, but the amount of models that are out there that do qualify for that, at least right now, Um, you know there's definitely some out there but there's it's not this giant field of thousands of different models to choose from no so interesting maybe leasing too is what's going to be a beneficial thing to get people into an ev that don't necessarily want to take on the risk because you still hear people say oh what about the batteries when they go it's gonna be like a bazillion dollars and that's why i believe
0: you know leasing evs the best way to go you know you have to worry about ownership and the life cycle of of uh you know most most manufacturers now with the hybrid vehicles are doing ten years or you know two hundred thousand miles on the batteries right but, uh realistically, if you lease it, no responsibility whatsoever just drive it, plug it in, you know, hop back out when you're done right, and you don't have to get concerned about anything and realistically residual values are based on 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 what the expected value of the car is after two or three years and in an e v there's so much uncertainty you might as well take all those federal loaded credits. Sure. Take them now. Yeah. Because I see a lot of those, what, the Nissan... Um, the Leaf? Yeah, Leafs are like a dime a dozen, and you can buy them for nothing yeah. on the lots. Because once people sucked out all the federal tax incentives out of them... Yeah,
1: they're not well, worth that much.
0: It's a cheap cheap old used car.
1: But it's also a good co- little commuter for somebody in, in maybe, certain settings. Maybe, until it needs a battery. Well, until it needs a battery. It needs battery, yeah. yeah. Well, but even there, I think there's there's going to be a secondary market for some of that stuff. Maybe. and And the amount of people that put the types of miles that they do here in the States, at least we're not racking up more than what 14, 15,000 a year. And I, on average for most people in the States, in the States.
0: Well, I think, okay. You and I talked about a lot about this. Uh, you know, EVs generally is a third car. Great option. Yeah. To and from work, take the kids to and from school. Sure. You know, yeah, you're not going to rack up a bunch of miles. That's going to be the family trucks or it takes you across country. Certainly not going to be the guy who puts a million miles on his car in a couple of years doing it for work purposes or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These Rivian delivery trucks for Amazon, 100 mile range. But the people I've talked to are like, well, 100 miles isn't really that bad for a delivery vehicle. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. You know, they sit on the road half the day just while the drivers hop out and move packages around.
1: And at night, they go back to the same place, plug in, charge, and yep. do it again tomorrow. So, no, I think that leasing is a great option for folks that are that are wanting to dip their toes into the EV water without no a risk. lot of the risks. No risk. Yeah. I wish I could do that with everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I would have leased my wife for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least oh, every is that where you're going? no no, no oh, yeah. just every piece of technology that i've ever bought and been disappointed with like this like phones and laptops uh, anyways all right so we're skipping this next article is that right yes okay yes. Uh, be, but but be, if you
0: do want to have a chance uh, read about the the article in Jalopnik about the uh chicago uh vocational teacher who decided to do a land speed record in a turo rented supra it's great
1: Great story. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. All right,
0: so we haven't done this one in a while. Oh, you know what? We haven't done our thing. We haven't, we haven't done... talked about the dude. I mean, the guy. We, I mean, we got a whole...
1: Oh, you mean you mean that guy that, that we talk guy, about sometimes? Guy, I mean, he's a little strange sometimes. He is. It must be that time. It's time
0: for your Moment of my Hey, Elon Musk, you know what? This guy, he's a thinker. He's confirmed he's building an AI counter to chat GPT. He's confident that Truth GPT will restore the trust and safety of AI. That's not truth.com, by the way. So <laughs> is, uh, Elon uh, has confirmed he will build an AI model to counter the chat GPT model AI chatbot backed by Microsoft. He says he'll name it Truth GPT. And it'll make its code transparent to offer tech industry an alternative to what has been dubbed closed-source code, effectively controlled by Microsoft. Yeah. So, Mike uh, Musk was a co-founder and financier of ChatGPT, OpenAI, but he reportedly walked away after OpenAI's founders rejected his offer to take over the research company. Musk has since criticized Jet, ChatGPT and accused the OpenAI of training AI to lie. And that. Oh wait. I should right. let Gabe have this. Yeah, that's right. Is he about ready?
1: It's got one more little oh. round here.
0: Anyway, oh, right. uh, well, he interviewed with Tucker Carlson. I, I must he touted his AR turnip as the best path to safety? Uh, unlikely to annihilate humans because it would be focused on trying to understand the nature of the universe. Oh, oh wait, where's that? Was your <laughs> moment of mud. There we go. My God, what's wrong with us?
1: Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Well, you never know how long it's going to go. Well, no, I guess I, I I, I was
0: waiting for Gabe to pop into my headphones in a given moment there. Yeah, no, well, we'll have we'll anyway. to edit that. That's so, fine. truth GPT, I mean, I, I, is there is there something going on there with, like, <laughs> truth social? Is truth now, like, the, the buzzword that you know that this is, man, yeah. it's got to be better if it's truth.
1: I'm telling you the truth now anyone who says they're telling you the truth probably liked. probably like real people that tell you the truth don't need to say that <laughs> they, they're, they're you're just you trust them uh, no I don't know what's going on with him I think he needs a brand advocate you I think? think he needs he needs a little coaching but he's uncoachable
0: <laughs> he totally uncoachable, uncoachable coach, 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 coach. managed yeah. to make it yeah. this
1: far I don't think he's gonna change but yeah. I just don't you just wish you could grab him and be like hey can you can you just knock some of this off? Like some of what you're doing's great. The other stuff he not done, so great. I mean, okay, so
0: Starship. Oh, and Starship didn't do its launch the other day. And by the time this episode's released, maybe it will. But it got bumped with 40 seconds left of the launch to 4:20. And I was looking at one of the other guys at work, and I'm like, "That's a. Th- is that him? Is yeah. he, did he? Is he really holding up everything in this company just to make like a joke? He just punked us.
1: Yeah. I think." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind
0: of funny. Nah, I, I'm, over the, I'm over pot jokes. I mean, Cheech and Chong were great. I'll still laugh at Cheech, Cheech and Chong. But Elon Musk trying to, to power
1: our economy still by making pot jokes. You're over it. I am. Over it. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. There's other things to worry about. But uh, Like
0: uh, like maybe my grinding of the gear?
1: Uh, is it that time? I, you to know take what? A- we haven't done this in, a, in many, many episodes.
0: Yeah, you know what, though? I I don't normally get that upset, and I've tried to like really temper myself over the last year. You seem pretty calm. I, I've been trying. But I saw a commercial today, and I don't know why I was watching regular TV with commercials. I don't watch TV with commercials, Daryl, because what happens is I'll be watching something, and my wife maybe was sitting there reading a book on the couch. She doesn't understand what I'm seeing during the commercial segment. But I see a van or like a, a a tour bus pull up. It's like the John Madden cruiser pulling up, but it says Car Shield on the side. I'm like, huh? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, w- what do Ice T, Allen Iverson, and Ric Flair have in common? They all pitch Car Shield.
1: Oh, uh, that Ca- the aftermarket warranty. That after,
0: <laughs> yeah. So imagine this. Uh. And I saw this is this is from the commercial. A barber. Is cutting somebody's hair and he needs advice about repair on his car. He's like, clip, clip, clip. Man, I got a problem with my car. And he asks the customer chair, a known automotive expert, act, or acting was one, you know, hey, what would you do? Well it turns around it's iced tea. Well, of course you'd listen to what ice tea has to tell you. I'd be getting <laughs> car shield. That's what I would do. I mean, thankfully, you know, he has the answer. Yeah. But 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 you know who the answer is, don't you? Alan Iverson. Alan Iverson. Alan pops Iverson up. is the answer. I mean that we're talking about practice, Alan Iverson. Alan Iverson comes on wow. there. Yeah, and this dude with his cornrows. Not the
1: game, but practice. We're talking about practice. That's so good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have that clip somewhere. I wanted to, like, fish it into here. <laughs> this, it, it gets worse, though. I mean, first off, Chris Berman has been, like, doing the tour bus cross country. So has got Chris Berman, who I used to kind of respect on ESPN. Kind of. Allen Iverson I never respected because I always thought, you know, he's just kind of a punk. You know, it gets it gets worse there. But now, after the whole commercial's over, they they turn and everybody's talking to the barbershop. You know, ice ice tea. It's like, yeah, he, he knows everything. Maybe maybe just for a second there, you're like, you know what? Maybe ice t doesn't always talk about. Another guy turns around in a chair, and <laughs> gives his little bit of advice, and it's friggin' Rick Rick Flair, and he yells. I mean. Like the Howard Dean, yeah. Are
1: you serious? He does the woo yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it was terrible. Rick... <laughs> like that's Rick Flair. Washed I don't know how up... much money they're throwing out there. I guess if you threw Rick Flair fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> what would he do? You think?
1: I mean, pretty much anything you ask. I, me I to. have to
0: think. I just I I'm telling you, what just...
1: barbershop is all those guys going to be hanging out in? <laughs> by the way. That's what I want to know.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you this so this was my final note on this. Chris Berman driving around the nation and the poor man's John Madden is like
1: <laughs>
0: I can't even read I can't this. see it. I can't
1: even read this. It's so it's so awful. No. Anyway. No, it's it's I've seen the I saw the Chris Berman stuff. Yeah. I haven't it's seen bad. the whole barbershop deal with with Ice Tea. I probably would have yeah. lost it. But and Rick Flair Rick Flair hasn't been doing anything except drugs in the last few years so yeah. I don't I have no clue <laughs> by the way don't sue us for slander yeah yeah anyway. Fine. so anyway
0: I, it's just uh this the the problem I have and of course I'm I'm rolling I'm writhing on on the floor in just anger and I'm a malcontent I I and my wife is sitting there reading a book like what is wrong with you
1: <laughs> why are you so worked up yeah
0: it's a extended warranty commercial on a you know a golf
1: match—it's <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's stuck in your craw. <laughs> yeah.
0: And anyway, that's what's driving me nuts right now. That's grinding my gears. Car Shield rolling out the B list, maybe D less celebrities. I'd say, except isn't and lending credibility to garbage.
1: Well, so so those things don't ever work that well, right? No. no. Like especially Car Shield, where I've I've seen some some. St- Stories in some of the car groups I'm in, where they're like, "Yeah, my dealer denied the whole car shield thing," or or "like car shield wouldn't pay for um, you know this repair that whatever." And I'm thinking to myself, "You're getting an aftermarket warranty on a 13 year old car. Yeah, why? What what did you expect? They're not going to lose
0: warranty. They're not going to lose money on this whole deal. The the warranty company got into the situation with you as based on the odds. There's an actuary table they're looking at." They know if you have a 12-year-old Kia and they're charging you $2,000, guess what? They know what they're going to cover on that car. So when yeah. you go in there and say, oh, hey, the transmission went out, it's going to be $4,000. dollars And be like, oh, well, we didn't tell you. You owned the contract for 12 months, and we only cover this much. Oh, by the way, it's based on the value of the car. Your car's only worth $1,200, so that's all we're going to pay you for it. The transmission's worth you know, $4,000. Well, we're only going to give you 1200 right? And people just sit there confused and look at you. And they look at the repair facility as a problem.
1: Like you guys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like we
0: had control
1: of it. No, this is the company that you signed a contract with. Mm -hmm. And also, um, you know. uh, By the way, if you find yourself in a barbershop and you're asking for
0: (laughs) advice on, you know, on life's, first off, I don't know that Ice-T is driving like a $1,200 junker around. No. You know, so I don't know that he can give you practical life advice on how to get repairs done on that. Probably not. So him telling you to buy Car Shield or anything to do on your car, even even to ask Ice-T which air filter to put in your car, probably not a good idea. Just saying. Hey. Ice Tea, what microphone should I use? I'm gonna rap. That's a good question.
1: Yeah, he
0: might actually have. He might have some insight
1: for you. (laughs) He might have some frame of reference there.
0: But should I use the Fram filter or should I use the Mobile filter?
1: Yo, man, probably not. I don't know. Maybe he's a huge enthusiast. I just I've never seen him on any of the shows (laughs) or in a barbershop. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Did I I go too far? No. I never know. No, not 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 this time. We'll, we'll hear about it for sure. But a place you can go too far is late at night while you're surfing the uh, the internet, Facebook marketplace, the Craigslist, the bring-a-trailers of the world. For some sort of, I don't know, automotive uh, source of happiness, uh, some sort of... Do you derive joy from metal? Does it, does it bring you joy? You've come to the right place because we often feature in Throwing Wrenches podcast, the Cars of the Week segment. And this is where we spend virtual currency we don't have on things we don't need. And then eventually say, yeah, I can't afford that anyways. (laughs) But we did pick a couple of doozies this week, and Eric actually has... Dare I say some exquisite taste you in know, automotive automotive picks yeah. this week? People have told me I picked too much junk, so I figured at this point I might as well pick something up. I so, yeah. like garbage though too; it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you uh, what did you wrestle up here, and what were you searching for? You know,
0: it, the 356 kind of got my juices flowing, although there was too much Nazi lineage on that thing. So yeah. I uh, I decided to look up 911s, and I thought, you know what, I could go to bring a trailer. I could go to eBay. I could find you know some some. Exquisite models of a 911, but yeah. what I thought I'd do is go to Facebook Marketplace, and I found in DeWitt, Michigan, a 1974 911. It's got 88,000 miles, got a manual transmission. Hmm. It's got old paint, and the headliner's sagging. The front pan needs replaced, and it has a fuel leak. You know, it's thirty-five <laughs> thousand dollars, but you know what? It's got those classic Porsche 911 wheels. Uh, the five spoke, you know, ones I'm talking about. They almost look yeah. like they almost look like Steely's, a little chrome on the top.
1: They do look like Hot Wheels rims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. And the the front bumper has
0: got. I think at that time, back in uh, 1974, they put those those extra long bumpers in the front to protect pedestrians from walking in front of you getting killed. But uh, they look a little tacky. But you know what? On a dark dark car like this, yeah, kind of fun. So it's tacky. It's a Porsche, but I feel like this is one of those cars. It's a 911. And ultimately at the end of the day, when you're talking to people say yeah, I own a nine mm-hmm. I don't care what nine eleven it is. I could have a twenty twenty two nine eleven. I could have a nineteen fifty five nine eleven. I don't know what the earliest years. So don't don't correct me. No, no, no. But fine. I could still say I had a nine eleven.
1: I think that's a good that's a good pick. Yeah. And that's great rationale because it's just like saying, Oh, my Mercedes. My I have a Mercedes. Oh, I took the Mercedes out. It doesn't matter. It could be a two thousand dollar beater. Yeah. It still sounds cool. Yeah,
0: if and if I drove through an intersection with this car, people are like, oh, look at that nine eleven. Mm-hmm. They'd know.
1: Yeah, heads would turn. <laughs> Even if you had to yabba dabba do it because you had rusted floor pans, and uh, the, they <laughs> couldn't see who I was. I mean, I'd like, I'd like, you know, somebody to look at. Hey,
0: there's Eric, but they wouldn't see me because the headliner would be sagging in my face.
1: But you know, you know, there was a dude who drove. It was a red one of these, about the same vintage. And we would end up at Starbucks around the same time every day for about a year. And I was driving the Volvo for a good chunk of one summer. And it was his was impeccably restored. Nice car. And he was driving it daily. And he had like the you know, the Ray Bans. Dude made some money. I don't know what he did, but mm-hmm. clearly projected money and success. Projected right? And uh, it was Carlton Sheets from the infomercials. <laughs> oh, no, dude, I, no. I, I almost bought into that system. I Did was, you?
0: I, I was like, hey, if I buy this house, and flip it. Anyway.
1: Right. Start buying real estate. Anyways, it was so funny because I, I finally, after a couple of weeks, had of run into the guy and I finally said, hey, man, that's a nice 911. He's like, thanks. He's like, I like your Volvo a lot, though. And I'm like, I thought at first he was trying to be like, I like your old thing, too, just yeah. to be nice. Just to be it, yeah. But he said, after a couple of weeks, he's like, you know why I like your car? And I'm like, no, I don't, <laughs> because you have something, like, way cooler. I was driving the 69 144, and he looks over, he's like, because my parents had one when I was a kid, and that's, like, what I learned to drive on. Aww. We went to school in it and stuff Aww. like that. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I'm like, well, my uncle had 911s growing up, uh, and then he graduated and got, like, cooler stuff, and uh, and I just looked at that, and I'm like, that's cool. That's That's what I like, because... Everybody has an impression of like the Porsche owner, yeah. right? You know, it's like, oh, well, they're, they're you know, they don't want, they're not going to talk to the commoners. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, between him and a couple, there's two or three other Porsche owners, 911 uh, owners that I know locally, coolest people, salt of the earth. I mean, obviously, they're successful and they have money and means to play with toys like that. Yeah. But every one of them is a car enthusiast, and that's the thing about
0: this. It's it's a driver's car. I'm looking yeah. at the
1: other pictures of it. it.
0: It's not tacky on the inside. It's actually pretty clean. The, the leather looks good, and and so you buy that car. It's almost like it's like buying some functional gloves or something like that. It's yeah. It's just a performance car. You didn't buy it for the radio. You didn't buy it, you know, for for any other reason, just to, to drive it. Yep. Right. That's much, why I love it. How them. much fun is that? Just just to have a i'm not i'm not worried about anything else mm-hmm. this is a road trip car Should we go off road with this car no no it's just you know what dude it's just a car just to have a little bit of fun tool around
1: yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna get 35 grand together no, and probably buy. not okay
0: i got <laughs> i need a mower
1: <laughs> i need to buy a damn lawnmower yeah
0: that's why it's cars of the week
1: that <laughs> mowers of the week <laughs> All right, well, I went completely opposite end of the spectrum, my friend, and I, okay. yeah, the other day I was, I was on Facebook scrolling through, and, you know, of course, they have the Facebook marketplace, things you might be oh, interested yes, in. this one. Okay. I this, didn't know
0: this was your car of the week. You said it the other day.
1: Now I'm like, I'm like he might buy this. I might, actually. Um, <laughs> so I'm scrolling through, and I see this, this root beer brown with wood trim, 1986 Dodge Aries LE station wagon. The old K car. Kind of the last few years of, of, of the K car and its original form, if you will. And it shows up, and I see a little banner that says Riverside Chevrolet. And that's in Chillicothe, which is like, you know, 10 miles, eight miles, whatever from our house. Yeah. And I'm like, that's local. And I look at it. The thing is mint, okay? 6900 bucks is what they're asking. And here's the listing the listing from the website, all in caps. You can't go wrong with the classics. All right. I mean, you can, but... (laughs) I think you probably can. You probably can. Uh, 86 Dodge Aries LE wagon. This vintage beauty is in mint condition with only 96... Or, sorry, 98,000 miles. Take a trip back in time with this wood-paneled station wagon. It will certainly have everyone talking. So, I'm looking through this thing, and it's clean. There's a couple little scuffs on the bumpers and stuff here and there. But overall, new tires, new exhaust. The interior's clean. No rips, no tears. No rust on the car. It actually shines up and presents really nice. Yeah and i'm looking and all of a sudden it starts popping up in a couple other of my car feeds and they're like hey that station wagon that was for sale on bring a trailer is back up for sale i'm like what this thing apparently was listed recently on bring a trailer in pennsylvania and it sold for 4100 bucks Somehow it ended up here in Central Illinois. No way. So that's I wonder. Wild. Somebody probably bought it and was like, "Hey, this is cool." And Who then, would buy
0: that and bring it? Uh, that
1: that's somebody got caught in a bid. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it was one of those like impulse things, yeah. and they got it, and they're like, "Yeah." it Turns out oh, I you don't can want see the this. last
0: bid on some of these. So I'd be interested to, to look this one up a little more research.
1: Yeah, and I honestly I didn't look at the dates or anything like that. But so this thing's been around, uh, but it's definitely <laughs> a survivor. So. It's probably somebody's grandma's or grandpa's yeah. car. And uh, they just cleaned it up, put new tires on it, and, and shipped it. I think it'd be a fun little summer road car. It'd be a hipster, you know, it's got the luggage rack. You could go get your avocado toast and, you know, play your cool stuff, ironically. But to be honest, I think for bang for the buck, even if you paid full asking price, let's say you pay seven grand, it's a four cylinder, it's great on gas, easy to drive, easy to park. Yeah it's a bluetooth adapter away from just being a fun daily
0: maybe i i my problem is when i look at a car like this all i see is like dried up seals i see CV axles that are cracked oh yeah i see i see everything and then i see the problem with the pad the caliper goes bad brake pad sticks and the next thing you know i'm trying to find parts for this friggin thing because they're not to be found
1: yeah, I mean the the saving grace with this is the K car was so popular for so long and it was so it evolved into the minivans. Sure. Okay. I think you'll have a little bit of a it won't be as hard to find parts, but it would be the stupid stuff like the wagon specific trim pieces or, or the, like weather or, stripping or the
0: knob you pull out for the headlights <laughs> and like Just bricks <laughs> off in your head.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do I do with this or the or the the wiper wand that's hanging off the steering column cuz it's broken? Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. almost like you've
1: been there, Eric. Yeah, it's well, almost... I know Chrysler's, okay? Yeah. My,
0: my family was raised, my brother had a uh, <laughs> a Dodge Spirit and I had a Plymouth Valari. so believe me.
1: Yeah, we, we, you know. We we know the saga. If you know, you know. Yeah, We've been there, done S- that. So maybe I shouldn't buy this then. Well, what
0: I'm saying. Well, I Okay, first off, big guys, small cars. I know this, draw, I know. Uh, this draws to you. A- it and does. It and takes, it takes up le- less space in the garage. I mean, <laughs> I give, I give you that. Right.
1: There is that, there's part of me that's like, you know, if I just get smaller stuff, I can have more of if it. If I
0: could only see you and your dad in this car test driving it, then I would I would give it the full permission. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Oh, bummer. It'd be right. funny. Yeah, It'd but... be funny, though.
1: It'd be a good mini-series. Yeah. <laughs> Like comedians in cars getting coffee it'd be like fat guy's trying to
0: (laughs) Daryl and his dad getting into K cars
1: yes (laughs) I would watch that Netflix series I bet
0: you would by yourself Mm. because Sarah would leave the room she might watch it on the flight to to Britain
1: though you're embarrassing me again (laughs) <laughs> yeah well
0: it's a cool car I, I mean honestly it has some heritage now with the bring a trailer aspect so
1: maybe it's a provenance yeah provenance it's not like a 911 Porsche Carrera 2 no, with a
0: headliner sagging and a, uh, a f- <laughs> oil pan <laughs> leaking maybe yeah
1: alright well does that bring us to the conclusion of yet another fine episode it does
0: yeah thanks again for uh, joining in we appreciate that so much sorry for a little bit of delay Daryl's gonna be overseas you know, Gabe did offer to come and do a show. Maybe I should do a show with Gabe. While out not town.
1: He does have a lot to talk about because uh, his collection is growing, <laughs> and he appreciates a fine European crafted vehicle of sorts. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I can talk motorcycles all night
1: though. Well, you might. I might just have to walk out of the room. Well, you can. He could talk though. He can just keep talking. He can talk about <laughs> other stuff, other cars. He's always looking. Yeah, true. We're always looking. Doesn't know anything about catalytic converter law, but he knows a lot about motorcycles. That's right. Anyway. And cats. Especially cats that you have here that really, really love humans.
0: <laughs> oh, a dig it, Gabe. All right. Well, you know what, folks? If you, if you, you know, you know give us some feedback. Info at throwingwrenches dot com. Yeah. certainly love to hear it. Hey, let me give you an idea. Let's hear this it. is a crazy concept, off the wall.
1: Okay. Do a review. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where? Yeah. On oh. iTunes. That'd be great. Oh. And, and you know what? If you're like some dedicated fans, you'll actually throw down your android phone you'll log into apple and you'll actually make an apple account and do it if you love us i'm just saying yeah i guess i guess all right so thanks again for joining us I look forward to daryl having a great trip be safe we'll do enjoy thanks. eurovision
1: i'll bring you i'll bring a, a mini or uh, two back give
0: me like a foam can i get a foam finger for eurovision yeah
1: if they sell them if i can smuggle one back for you i will <laughs> <laughs> enjoy yourself we will do thanks brother in yeah. the uh, meantime um, I'm Daryl Scott I'm Eric Stahl see ya